Maybe one of the most unanimous Am I Wrongs in show history today when we talked to Mike. That was an avalanche. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, we also played a game. <laughs> called, oh, wow. Straight to it. <laughs> called Bruce Wayne or Lil Wayne, Wood's Brainchild. And boy, did it go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> well, maybe it's just me sucked as well. But oh, Misconnections was an absolute banger. <laughs> All right. We'll that get was a fun show, though. It was. It was a blast today. I had fun with you, Wood. And maybe our highest ever trash flash score. Yeah, you got that right. All right, we'll get to it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something internally, so they call us up so that we can help them out, so you can help them out. We got Mike on the phone with us right now. Mike, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? So um, I met this girl online, um, and we decided to go out on a first date. And I showed up to the date, and she also showed up to the date, which was great. But she (laughs) showed up with her friend. Um, I guess, like, she has some like anxiety issues and so like on first dates you know she wants to bring like her friend with her and i guess like a buffer or something i don't know like an emotional support friend yeah yeah pretty much uh so that's cool and all like i'm fine with it you know not a big deal it's just that her friend like was ordering all these like expensive drinks like she was drinking like top shelf uh, stuff. And when they dropped the bill, I was like, I was kind of like, Hey, you know, this is like, you know, we, how, how do you guys want to split this up? And, and it was an issue and there was kind of like a scene with it. They expected, she expected you to not only pay for her, but also pay for her friend. Exactly. Okay. I think there was a misunderstanding. Yeah. Okay. Now, but you didn't have any idea that she was bringing a friend before you actually showed up at the date. I had no idea. Oh, wow. man, that's a bold move. Onions! How did, like, uh, this is kind of maybe a weird question, but how did the date go? Like, how did the date go, or was it so weird at that point you couldn't recover from it? Um, I mean, after the bill drop, it wasn't great. We, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> um, but before then, you know, like, we were all, like, having a good time. We were all talking. Like, I wasn't just trying to, I was trying to make it, like, you know, a group thing. So it was fine. The date was fine. It was just after the bill drop that, you know, people are confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not paying for your friends. You know, I'm definitely like one-on-one date, different story, but yeah, you know, companion, I'm not going to pay for your friend, uh, your support <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> who ended up paying for everyone? Like who paid for what? So I just ended up paying for my stuff and they paid for their, they split the rest of the bill between themselves. And, um, I was going to like suggest, oh, I'll pay for her and you pay for yourself. But I, at that point, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted it. The I kind of wanted the whole thing to be over with. So, so I let them deal with it, and yeah. So but you, she just bounced. <laughs> pretty much. So are you wondering yeah, if much. you're wrong for making her pay her part of the of the bill? Yeah. Okay. No, coming up next on Kelly and Wood. <laughs> oh, shoot. This usually goes for three segments. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a human being out there that thinks you're in the wrong. I, I mean, Look, I've been wrong before. Have you talked to her since the date? No. Not even a text like, nice to meet you, nothing like that. I did send her a text. I was like, hey, I had a great time. I'm sorry, you know, with how, like, things kind of ended. I would love to go out with you, you know, you know but I haven't heard anything back. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't even believe you're willing to go out with her again. I, to me, that, that's it. I, it, it. To me, it's disrespectful. You show up with a friend yeah. and I'm just supposed to pay up? That, that, yeah. That's just me. Right. Yeah. But, okay, well, let's... Let's not us put our stank on it. <laughs> let's let's find out. Let's get some help from Mike. Is he wrong for I don't even know. Is he wrong for making a third wheel pay for themselves? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Coming up next on Kelly and Wood. Well, we got we don't have anything else to talk about, so we gotta all talk right. about this. So Mike, I'm gonna put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls, hear all the texts, and we'll get an answer for you, okay? Okay, cool. All right, so let's get those calls. Let's get those texts in here. Let's help Mike out on this one. We actually have someone sitting on Holdwood who says that they had a friend who went on a date, and the date brought somebody with. Okay. What happened? My friend, she, her boyfriend, had um, two kids, so she he took her to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. They were sitting there eating pizza while his kids were on went playing, so that was her first date with him. But that's not kind of sweet. Like, hey, I got my kids. We got to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Were you expecting to go to Chuck E. Cheese without <laughs> kids? I mean, to me, I, it's a bigger red flag than anything. I think it's a little weird that you brought your kids to your first date to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I mean, it's weird, but what are you going to do? As a parent, what are you going to do? I get a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did they see each other after that? There wasn't a second date. Okay, well, <sighs> all right. Well, that's a little bit different situation than the one we're dealing with here with Mike. Yeah, this was a grown adult <laughs> coming to a, a, a first date and ordering drinks. All right, so get the calls, get the text in here. Let's help Mike out. All right, we got Mike sitting on hold for Am I Wrong right now. He went out on a date. The person he was on a date with brought a friend with as an emotional support friend. Supposedly. That friend, that friend wanted Mike to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Mike said absolutely not, and he wants to know, is he wrong? Ended up causing a little bit of a uh, scene at the end of a the A dust-up, if you will. Well, uh, texts are rolling in here. Tracy, I feel like no way. Uh, the girl and her friend definitely are in the wrong. Uh, what are you, 12? Good point there. Uh, Jenna, good for him, good for Mike for being okay with that, because honestly, I'd be a little weirded out if someone brought along a friend. And second of all, there's no way you should have to pay for her friend. That's just me. Up. That would be so bizarre. Like, are they so? Are they just talking to each other, and you're just kind of then you become the third wheel yeah. on your own date, interjecting, right, laughing? <laughs> you know what I think? No one asked you, Mike. Yeah, uh, Amanda, absolutely, he's not wrong at all. Don says only Gold Digger Elizabeth would say he's <laughs> in the wrong, but no, in the real world, he is not. Mike says this is a scam for free drinks. He is not in the wrong. Craig, maybe he missed something. Maybe it was like a two for one special. I don't all think he's talking right, drinks. Craig, oh, take Craig. it easy. Come uh, on. Kelly, he is absolutely in the right. That's bold, and she's obviously using him for that. No. Uh, Jen, he's definitely not in the wrong. Who brings a friend to a date unannounced? Uh, Emily says, actually, I think he was sweet for offering to pay for his date. Absolutely not wrong for wanting the friend to pay for her own. The fact that she didn't even text back is shady and disrespectful. Hopefully the next date he uh, next person he dates has some common sense. Well, it'd be weird, too, to not even give someone a heads up. Like, hey, by the way, I feel nervous about going on a date with you. I'm going to bring somebody with. And honestly, if she would have done that, then okay. Right. You know, then at least going into it, you would know that, well, maybe I, maybe he does the chivalrous thing and says, you know, I'll pick, I'll take care of that thing for everybody. Like that, I get. But yeah, just to show up with, hey, 
This is my pal Sally. <laughs> you know, she gave me a lift. And, and by the way, she's eating and drinking for free tonight. And she's really heavy on the Alfredo. <laughs> uh, other ones. Look at Cindy's here. text that came in. Which one? Uh, not wrong at all. I went on a blind date, and the guy brought his friend. And after meeting me, he kept trying to get his friend to leave, giving the okay signs, and uh, never went out again with him again. But uh, so yeah, like you go out with them, dates going okay. All right, you give him the okay sign, you can take off now. What are you? Six? No. Why is that six? You just no. you're bringing a friend with just in case. Oh, she went. I thought the two guys came. Okay, I read that wrong. Well, that's a little bit more of a safety no, measure. No, type the deal. guy did bring his friend with. Okay, yeah, then that's weird. As a guy too, it's kind of like yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, Tammy, he is not in the wrong. I'm surprised he even finished the date, knowing that she brought a support friend. Never heard of that. Yeah, I think Kelly may have termed that. Phrase. That would have been cool. He like sits down with her and be like, "All right, I'm out of here." What we're if they not, hit it? What, the two, oh, him and the, that'd be a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, wouldn't it? Him um, and the friend. Michelle, he's not wrong at all. I've never thought of bringing a friend on an actual date with me. I've had friends go to the same place where we were going okay. to be and at a different table if I needed rescuing or an out, but bringing a friend unannounced to the table is completely bogus. Dude, I am so, I, there's many times during the day where I thank my lucky stars that I'm not on the dating scene anymore. Right. And I'm sure the women of central Minnesota give a collective thank you as well. Right. But things like this, I'm just like, oh, it sounds absolutely horrible. Well, and like, I, I safety is paramount, right? Like, number right. one, especially oh, yeah. nowadays, man. And you're meeting people on Tinder and all these websites, and you, like, you don't know who they are. So, meeting them in public, A, I get, but. Expecting him to pay, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> that's just, that's gangster right there. All right, uh, let's keep the calls, let's, see, let's keep the texts coming. Uh, we got someone on hold said they kind of had the same situation of someone bringing someone along on a date, but it happened to your friend? It was one of my friends. She she had been talking to this guy that she met on one of the online dating sites. And okay. They had spoken on the phone and were really getting along well, and she knew that he had like three three children. He was married prior, all that kind of good stuff. Right. So they decided to meet at a bar. Um, she goes there. He's there with his kids. Oh my God. At a bar? Is this trashy? That's that's way worse than the Chuck E. Cheese that we heard about a little what? bit earlier. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go play with the bar napkins. So how many kids did he have? How old were they? Three, like, very young, like under ten year old kids into the bar. Oh my god! With him, and then got so drunk she had to call him a cab with his kids. Oh my oh. god! That is one hundred percent worse than going to a Chuck E. Cheese on your first date. That one makes me sad. Okay, well, let's keep the calls. Let's keep the text coming. Let's let Mike know: Is he wrong for not wanting to pay for the friend that the girl he was on a date with brought along? It just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Let's keep the calls and texts coming. Kelly and Wood. For am I wrong today? We got Mike sitting on hold. He can hear all your calls and hear all your texts, and he wanted to know: Was he wrong because he planned a date with a woman? That woman showed up with a friend, didn't tell him in advance. Then that friend thought, "Hey, you're going to pay for all my drinks and my meal too." Mike wanted to know: Was he wrong for not? doing that and it has been overwhelming <laughs> i think mike knew but he just wanted to get the reassurance but it's good to hear uh i lisa actually kind of got opened my mind to a little something here yeah. maybe they do this often and this is their mo a free night of drinks it probably works once in a while yeah but then you got you got some guy just hanging around with you would that be fun unless they just totally ignored him maybe 
or maybe they don't even care. I've seen some crazy things working in the bar yeah. of what people will go through to get a free drink. <laughs> right. Now, right. you know, sometimes some of these fellas got to come and so who cares? But, you know, I and maybe I'm thinking the worst of people I mean, here. Back when I was dating, I went on a date with a girl and she did bring a friend, but I got the heads up beforehand and she was like, look, I, we just met. I just want to bring a friend out with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fine. It's fine with me. You know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't, but you got to give the heads up first. And I think that's a big part of it here. Uh, Carly texts in, definitely not wrong, but he had wanted a second date, so maybe he should have done it. No, no, Carly. Because then what? what You're what setting happens? a bad precedent. Right. You, you just look like a pushover. Trust me, as a guy who's a pushover, you ne- you don't want to start that from day one. Now, son, you're starting to open yourself up to car payments and things <laughs> like right. that. I ran my rent a little late. Um, How about this one? I like this one. Uh, Allie says, I was very nervous to go on my first date with my now husband. Wow. And to help with that, we decided to get ice cream first. And if that went okay, we would do something else. But that was my Escape. That was my get out of jail free card, pretty much. If ice cream didn't go well, then I could have left afterwards. No support friends needed. Yeah. Oh, well, the support friends are taking off, by the way. Nice Jordan. public, <laughs> nice public place. Uh, Chad gets straight to it. This is erroneous. <laughs> erroneous. Erroneous. On all accounts. <laughs> so honestly, like I'm going back through. There was a cut. There was like one or two. Like eh, maybe with the 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 woman said only the person who thinks this is right would be Gold Digger Elizabeth. I think you're kind of onto yeah, something there. That makes sense. Um, no, Stephanie just texted in. Absolutely not. And how dare they? This is the kind of girls who give a, all women a bad name. These kind of oh, I can't say that word. So okay, yeah. Is it the B word? I didn't see it. It's a word. Is it a spicy one? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We got somebody sitting on hold who wants to chime in on this real quick, and then uh, we'll come right back and we'll give. Well, then we'll give uh, Mike his judgment. But first, you said you had some advice for him, real quick. What's up, man? Hey, this is for Mike. I've actually been in that situation. Really? And um, yeah, actually, that's how I met my wife. She brought her best friend with, and um, instead of going out to dinner or whatever, because she had said that she would not come alone on the first date, first time meeting. Okay. We did coffee in a park. So what did, when you met your wife for coffee and you went to the park, what did the friend do the whole time? We all sat there and BSed. Okay. We just sat there and BSed. It gave us all, it, it gave her the chance to be open, and it actually kind of relaxed me a little bit, allowed me to be a little more open. Oh, that's good. That's know. awesome. Yours is so much more, like, correctly done, though. Like, right. she gave you the heads up. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, hey, we're going to go get plastered, and you're going to pay for <laughs> it. <laughs> right, right. I, agreed, agreed. Um, but, you know, I mean... And, and that's something to for Mike to consider in the future. Uh, a coffee date is usually a really good way to get to know someone, because a coffee a coffee place is more relaxed. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, a coffee shop it's a lot easier than seventeen mai tais. You know, <laughs> right. about twenty bucks versus well, yeah. um, a car payment. Well, hey man, thank you so much for the call this morning. All right, well, I think it's time to hand down a judgment. Yeah. All right, Mike, you heard the calls, you heard the text, your judgment today, and am I wrong? Did a single person think he was wrong? I don't I was I, listening. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I said one going so fast there, but no, come on. Yeah, no one thinks you're wrong for making the third wheel pay for herself. Okay, cool. Now, yeah. But you did you did offer to pay for your dates meal, right? But just not the third wheel? Yeah, it was a okay. scramble, and then they were like, ah, oh, we'll take care of it, kind of, you know. 
Okay. Well, I and honestly, man, I, I wouldn't even go back to that well. Because if she's going to be that disrespectful to you and cause a scene, <laughs> man, there, there, there's more fish in the sea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit of a scene. I guess I was kind of like, ah, maybe it's different, you know, one-on-one. But, yeah, maybe it's, uh, it's yeah. probably best not to. Well, you got your you got your uh, you got your answer today. And am I wrong, my friend? And good luck out there on the dating scene. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely need it. Kelly and Woods Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Kindred, North Dakota, population 889. Kindred just published their annual water drinking report, and good news, it's good. That's all thanks to Mayor Jason Dubord keeping things clean around Kindred. And that's why they get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Kelly and Wood. All right, we got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes. Now, having been a dad or being a dad... Who just got, I think I still am as far as I know, unless my wife left with the kids, but I, um, okay, so we just got my daughter braces. Mm -hmm. It ain't cheap, bro. No. Braces are not cheap, but it is the one thing that I am thankful that my parents did for me was get me braces. Because bad teeth, it's hard. You always, I've had bad teeth, and you assume that's what people are looking at all the time when they're talking to you. Well, this TikTok trend would send me through the roof. The newest TikTok trend is getting teenagers to take off their braces by themselves. Why? Because so, why not? It's, a, it's on TikTok. It must be awesome. And maybe you can get 10,000 views for it and have jacked up horse teeth for the rest of your life. Why? So teens are taking them off with either a spoon or they're ordering uh, removal pliers from Amazon. A spoon? Uh, yeah, I don't know how in the world you would even do that. Because that adhesive they put on there is... It's cement. Right. So and then so how are they getting the cement off? Well, they're using nail files to then file the cement off their teeth. Parents are like, "What the hell? Those things cost me like eight grand." You, you know what though? If my if my do- my daughter isn't dumb enough to do this, I know that for a fact. She's way too smart. But I would be like, "Fine, have jacked up teeth." Yeah, then. you're done. You, you had one shot, you moron. You ruined it. Now you can have buck teeth biting through your bottom lip for the rest of your life. Yeah, there's. <laughs> That's not my daughter. I'm just saying, like, that's what I would say to one of these kids. I just... Now, okay, so here's my thing. Is this a quote-unquote trend, or was it four morons it in the be. backwoods Alabama that did him put it on, <laughs> you know, social media? It very and, well could be. You know, so I... I, I I believe in the youth of America enough to, that this isn't a real thing. I, well, it, it was on my news stories this morning, so I thought I'd better bring it to the table so parents can keep a watchful eye out. Like I said, I know my daughter's not dumb enough to do this, but... My child would see Jesus in person. <laughs> Tell me how Jesus' teeth look. Crack. Yeah. And then they, I, I snatch him back. I mean, I bring him back, but you're going to at least have a quick heart-to-heart with him. These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them find it. Come on, it's man. Connections with Kelly and Wood. This is where Wood scours the internet to find two people who almost had love. But had a misconnection. We use the power of radio to thrust them back together. Oh my. Now this one's a classic. I'm telling you, I have had this one sent in to the Kellywood Facebook, the Kellywood Instagram, whatever, at least 25 times. Minimum. Dang. Because And you've never done it? Well, you know, it's a doozy. Is it a bit sophomoric? A little bit. Okay. But it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna do it today. It's a new year, new you. Stay with me here. It's labeled, you farted in Trader Joe's. 
just get right to right the point. To it. You Mail. even threw the business name in there. All right. Male for female. Well, I mean, like I said, this thing's been around a million times, so I'm going to leave the business name. All right. You were the tall brunette with the near perfect body. Mm. That farted in the bread section last night. Must be on a high fiber diet. I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, Was that you? (laughs) You quickly replied, No, wasn't me. You almost seem insulted, I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. <laughs> That's when you proceeded Ooh. to storm off in an angry manner. Should have used garlic bread. You're a beautiful, even if you are a liar, and fart like a Clydesdale. <laughs> I'd love to meet up sometime. Ooh. Oh. And that's it, huh? That's it. Man. Short. And sweet. Boy, it sure is sweet. Sweet bread, if you will. Oh, my. Would, now, does this guy actually want to hook up with her? Or was she this she more was of, fine, and everybody does it. You right, know what I mean? Everybody like, What's does. the problem? And that's probably why she has such a good-looking body. And you've already seen her... Get the toxins out. At one of her low spots. Right. And you still are interested to me. What are we doing here? That is... All right. Well, hey. Oh, my. We'll, we'll see if this makes a love connection. I doubt it, but, you know, like it I was. said, this thing's been around. <laughs> and I'll agree it was a bit sophomoric, but dang if it wasn't fun to listen to. For all we know, they're together, married, and have two kids. That very well could be. Come on. Why put your best foot forward at the beginning? Put your worst foot forward mm-hmm. and then see. And if you can't find love in the ciabatta bread aisle, Where can you, you ever really truly find that love? Where are you going to find it? Oh, well, what I guarantee you'll have another one for us next week, won't you? Yes, sir. And we'll see. Will there be flatulence involved? We don't know. I hope not. But we will use the power of radio to try and thrust two people back together mm-hmm. and a little something that we like to call misconnections. Kevin Wood. All right, Wood tells me that he has a brand new game that he wants to play today. It's called Bruce Wayne or Lil Wayne. I'm pretty sure this will be a one and done here. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm right. even surprised. You know what? Let's just see what we have here. I normally look to you to save the show. All right, so my first quote here will be, prepared for the worst, but still praying for the best. That's easy. Is that Bruce Wayne or Lil Wayne? That's Bruce Wayne. Brian Riley, want you to chime in on this one? I'm going to say that's Lil Wayne. That is Lil Wayne. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm wrong on the first so, one. Kelly Jordan, 0 for 1. Maybe my hip-hop knowledge is not as good as I thought. Uh, just remember that when nobody else was there for you, I was. I'm going to say that's Bruce Wayne. I would say that's Lil Wayne. That is Lil Wayne. Yeah, Thank you very man. much. What a lyricist he is, boy. Um, How about... Uh, <laughs> this is almost done already, huh? Well, you know. <laughs> All men have limits. They learn what they are and learn not to exceed them. I ignore mine. Little Wayne or Bruce? Well, Wayne? that doesn't rhyme. So, well, I mean, you know, Little Wayne does talk without rhyme. Eh, Say does one he? More time. It says, "All men have limits. They learn what they are and not to exceed them. I ignore mine." It's got to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that one came from The Dark Knight Rises. That is Bruce Wayne. Whoops. I thought maybe I'd trick you with the limits there, as he no. is a no-limit soldier, I believe, at one point in time. And then uh, one oh, here. Oh, there's more? We'll just do one there's more. There's more, here. huh? Okay, good. Why do we fall? 
so that we can pick ourselves back up. Uh, go ahead, Brian Riley. That's Bruce Wayne. Well, that's his dad. But sure. Bruce Wayne. Bruce that Wayne. is Bruce Wayne as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what you do tomorrow? You know what? I gave us tough tones. You did give us the tough game tones. The that swept the streets. Why didn't we do tough tones again? Why did we do this? You know what? <laughs> Come on, man. We, we have to be honest and admit when something's a stinker. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like Lil Wayne hasn't been relevant in like <laughs> I, I thought it was good. We play a lot of them on this station. Yeah. We do. You never know. We never know. <laughs> Did you come up with this idea at eight twenty seven? You could be doing a collab with Brad Pace. Someone soon. <laughs> I look forward to MC Hammer or Arm and Hammer tomorrow. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score. We're going to put it on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We are headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have 27-year-old Malik Smith. Now, we start off this journey as he walked in to a gas station slash smoke shop. Yeah. What did he do at 592 Smokes? Well, he jumped on top of the counter and started destroying display cases. He was harassing customers as well, and then he left before authorities could arrive. Now, the total damage inside checked in around $2,000. Now, as authorities were inside taking statements on what happened, Malik Smith returned to the scene. As you can imagine, they're probably inside like, eh, was that moron right there? Well, that's when officers came outside and told him to stop, but Smith wasn't listening. He jumped back into his car, drove around the parking lot before turning toward the front of the store and driving through it. Oh, good Lord. As he did this, one officer was able to jump out of the way. The other one was hit by the car's mirror. Oh, dang. Smith then fled the scene. Well, he was able to give the cops the old one-two shaky, but Officer Joshua Rios was driving to a different call about a half hour later. And he looked over, and what did he see? Well, that would be Malik Smith dancing on top of a black Nissan Altima in the middle of an intersection. (laughs) Well, all right, the chase is back on. Authorities were able to finally pull over Smith at a 7-Eleven. That's when Smith got out of his car and walked into the store, completely ignoring police officers. As if nothing happened. Well, authorities didn't chase him inside the store. Instead, they waited outside with the assist of a canine officer. Well, canine officer Maverick was raring to go. (laughs) That's when Smith came outside. Sure enough, canine Maverick jumped into gear in the brouhaha. During all this, Smith, who the man, bit a police officer was able to shake off the canine and tried getting back into his car. Wait, Smith bit a police officer? Yes. Oh, golly. Well, that's when a police officer pepper sprayed him, but Smith continued on. Finally, another police officer said, to hell with this. 
pulled out the taser, and finally got him to the ground where it took four police officers and the canine cop ah! to finally arrest him. Ah! Jeez. Yeah. How was I supposed to keep track of all of that, dude? That's what I'm here for to help keep track. All right, well, let's get her going, huh? All right, come on. So you go into a smoke shop slash gas station and start destroying things. That's trash. $2,000 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. It's like two packs of cigarettes. Blasting those blueberry vapes across the <laughs> store. That's 175 points right there on the trashy scale. Then leaving. Mm-hmm. And then what did he do? Was that when he started dancing on the no, Nissan? No, then he returned to the scene. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Then drove his car through the oh, building. Oh, right, right, right. I'm going to give that 175 points plus another 100 points for endangering people. Hit a police officer with his car. That's another 100 points That's on top trashy. of that all. Then fled the scene. That's another 150 points right there. Then he was spotted by a police officer dancing on top of a car in the middle of an intersection. I'm going to give that another 150 points right there. Uh Uh-huh. And then that's when he went to the 7-Eleven, right? That's when he gave another car chase, stopped at the 7-Eleven, and went inside. Walked in smooth like nothing was going on. Came out, got into the battle with the uh, canine officer. I'll give that 175 and then 200 for getting in a fight with police officers. Then he bit a cop. Biting a cop. That's going to get you 200 points. Was pepper sprayed. That's another, uh, that's 75 I think is a standard on that. Tased. That's another 75. And arrested. That's another 75. Holy moly. I told you man, when you, I call my shots, I call my shots. Yeah, you did not lie. You ain't never lied on this one. This ain't be a record breaking score right here. Now, it doesn't happen often that we crack a thousand, mm-hmm. but when we do, it's a celebration. Hit Maybe you shouldn't play. A long time ago, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cat Nine Joe. Follow me. of a gentleman earns himself a whopping possibly record breaking 1,775 points Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. It's our first break from 540 in the morning. We heard how Wood's kids are just getting too much privilege in their lives. A little spoiled. And how I thought I was taking my life back into my own hands at Walmart the other day. And maybe have started a movement. It's very possible. You'll understand what we're talking about when you listen to the bonus track. Our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. I'm a real bad wetter. Okay. When's the last time you went to bed? <laughs> Not that long ago, to be honest with you. <laughs> I wish I could lie to you and be like, since I was a child. <laughs> Can I tell you a funny story about when me and my girlfriend, were, well, now my wife, oh. were first dating? No, Yelly. We had had a wild night of drinking out on the town. Don't tell this story, Yelly. <laughs> <laughs> and I had woken up mm. to a very wet bed. <laughs> to which I assume my wife had, what my girlfriend at the time, she was younger, you know, she was like 21. Muy frío. I thought, well, she couldn't she couldn't handle it. She mm-hmm. couldn't handle drinking with the kid. If you can't run with the big dogs, don't get off the porch. Roo, roo. As I pulled back the sheets, there might as well have been a bullseye <laughs> of wetness around me. And this poor girl 
was starting a new job that day. Oh, no, yeah. And she had just enough time to take a quick rinse, not mm. even a nice hot shower, before she had to get up and go to her job at Texas Roadhouse that day. Covered yeah. in her new boyfriend's yeah. Scent. drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to tell you that was the last time that it happened. Yeah, But it wasn't. I went through a phase there where for some reason... I was doing Incontinent. that a lot. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like from, like, there was like about a two-year span there where I got really nervous about having drinks. I think because I was so fatigued because I just started doing a new morning show, so I wasn't getting any sleep at all. Okay. So I think I was just so fatigued that I would just pass out and use the bathroom on myself. It's not good. No, it's not. It's not one of my prouder moments. Was it a certain hooch? Like no. if it was like tequila or something that would kick it into overdrive? I was I was not uh, prejudiced at all when it came to booze. It, if it was there, it was getting drank. So it didn't really matter what it was. Yeah. One time I, I fell asleep over at a friend's house. He was out with some girl, and I fell asleep in his bed, and I ended up peeing in his bed. See? Th- so I grabbed a glass and put it there and went home. Oh. <laughs> Just covering your tracks, if you will? Yeah, like I don't know who spilled in your bed, dude. I had a buddy who no one wanted him to stay over. Because he would pee on all your stuff. Right. And it, like in the middle of the night, you just wake up, boom, there he is, peeing in your dresser. Yeah. That's not cool, man. Some people have that, and I don't know what it is. I, it happened to me one time. I thought my wash machine was the toilet. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I've told this story before, I sat down to go pee. Per oh, usual. Right, like I normally do. <laughs> but it was a lot harder to get up on the wash machine to do it. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, peeing all over my laundry room, I came to and was like, oh, well, you might as well finish her out now. I'll try and bank it into the tub, but I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, you got to run that on hot. <laughs> yeah. Hot with some bleach running through it. Yeah, so whoever bought my last house is now washing their clothes in that wash machine. In the middle of the night, I, it's a, this is, again, just me, is the only time it's appropriate for a man to sit down and go onesie. I don't even know if that's appropriate. Because that way, no, you, that way you don't have to turn on the lights. Oh, that you got perfect aim. Yeah, you can literally see it, sit down, keep like one eye open. You're you're still in that borderline sleep trance state. Yeah, and boom, back into bed. No one's the wise. I I will tell you. Maybe this is why I had that brief spell where I was doing that. Because mm-hmm. I I never seem to wake up to pee in the middle of the night ever. Hmm. Now I hope that carries on into my older life because I know like as men get older. Well, it's like a prostate thing. Like a lot of times, I got to get up and go pee. But uh, and I believe, I I, th- I think that's, and I'm not joking around by any means. I think that's like the number two killer in men is prostate. Seriously, I think it's like heart is like your number one, which makes sense. You know, that's the engine of everything. That's the money muscle. And then I think prostate is like the number two cause of death. Like I, in I think it's baseball that does like the prostate cancer well, awareness month. Maybe and it's, maybe it's I, good then that I don't have to get up. Boy, this is, welcome to some hot prostate talk. prostate talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it's important, you know, guys, us, us boys out there need to be taking care of ourselves we do. and get and that we stuff don't, checked. The problem is, is we don't too. Yeah, uh, Jason texted in at a softball tournament. A guy got so drunk couldn't find his way out of the tent and went in the corner of the tent. That's not good, man. <laughs> Hopefully that was the downhill corner of said tent. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of downhill corners, one time they used to do this thing in Appleton, Minnesota. I believe it was called Edge Fest. The, the alternative station in Minneapolis used to be called 93 Edge. Okay. And they used to do Edge Fest. And one time I was just, uh, imagine me, I got drunk, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. At a rock concert. At a rock concert. I didn't even go to the concert. I didn't even like that kind of music. I was about to say fitting in. I just didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I got drunk and I fell asleep and it was raining and I left the tent open and I was down in said lower corner 
and just woke up face half just buried in Look, water. you didn't drown. I just left the tent there. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Oh, you didn't take it with you? No, I was hungover as a man could possibly be, and I was like, I'm just getting the hell out of here. No. We'll let the authorities take care of it. I can't imagine it was a nice tent. No, it was not. It wasn't one of those 12... You see some of those tents that are like 13 people sleepers that have like living rooms and stuff in them? Right. I, I, like I'm a not screened gonna, in porch. I have a hard enough time putting up that one tent that just has the two arcing... Right. Supports. That, that come with it and they're put together already. And like the ones that have like the zip with like the, the mosquito net room and all that That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. You got a front porch. That's classy, man. It like is. that is like the one tent I could maybe kick it in. Right. I, I, I. You wouldn't need a TV though. I, I hate, I hate, hate camping. <laughs> I know. Well, you're not a big fan of the outdoors. I'm not. And I know that probably puts me on the outs with a lot of the listeners. No, it doesn't. But I, I went on a Boy Scout camping trip once with my dad. Mm-hmm. And we brought along a television with yeah. us. And it was way back in the day. It was a black and white, had the antenna that used like one of those D batteries that were like the size of like an actual car battery. Yeah. And like when you like turn it on, it made that thing that... Yeah. That was probably putting up enough radiation Made to have you know, all of us grow a tail in the tent. Made your hair stand up when it came on. But I tell you what, we washed whatever we wanted to wash that night, and like there's like this field, and there's probably fifty tents. And there's our tent that's glowing, glowing. over there. <laughs> and you know, that's fine with me. I'm really to win my live my best life how I want to. I just don't get the idea. I don't get the appeal. Then it's not for you. I, it's not. Right. Like the people, I, honestly, I'm a little jealous of the people that like love to go sleep outside. Me too. Do all that and you know chop their own wood. Because I want to do that with my kids, but I don't have the drive to do it. Uh, th- there's no way my kids can do it. In fact, can I let you into a little? I, maybe we should save it for the other uh, when we go national here. But we have a vacation coming up with my family that is flat out going to ruin my children, and I'm already having to work ahead. To curtail are, some of this. Are we going to get a good story about your privilege? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> without well, a doubt. I respect the fact that your dad crushed it his entire life and now can treat his family like kings. Wait till you hear about this vacation. He just threw, He literally called me last week and said, just book your flights. Yeah, this vacation sounds amazing. Uh, for where? And he's like, oh, for here, 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 those dates. Make sure you get them off. Oh, dad, I... Okay. All right. Well, if you're going to have the time off, I might as well take the time off, and then I might as well come with. Come with. I'm sure your dad will be like, is this one of my kids? Ah, whatever. Sure. Enjoy yourself. I think your wife is one of the help. Oh, Well, once man, you hear, come, you'll understand. Come on, man. Not Say, really. No, Mr. Kelly. Not me, esposa. He's so mean to me, Mr. Kelly. Jesse, uh, Jesse texted and said, morning, guys. I went to Vegas once for a wedding. One of the groomsmen got so drunk, he peed in the suitcase on the wedding on his oh. wedding clothes. <laughs> and you got you don't have easy access to a wash machine at that point. No, but it's Vegas, trust me, they've seen worse. Right. My wife threw up all in her bed the night before our wedding. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me that. We did the old school bachelor bachelorette parties the night before our wedding cuz we were in Vegas, got married in Vegas. And I remember she just yuked in the bed and I I was literally penning the note that she would wake up and read. On the first day of our lives together. After or before the throw up? I was, I was writing it as she I put her into bed. Right. Got her ready, and I knew she wasn't feeling I well. I look forward to doing this for the rest of our lives. And I put the trash can next to her. I said, there you go, sweetheart. Give her a 
little kiss on the forehead. Here you go, baby. And I sit down, and I'm writing. I was like, you know, I hope you know that today is the first day. And I just put dot, dot, dot. You just threw up in the bed. <laughs> I'm really starting to question this, dot, dot, dot. It's also the last day. Oh, what the hell? I'll stick around. <laughs> but, hey, man. So, Jesse, that's Vegas. You know, Vegas is Vegas. And yeah. as everybody knows, once you go to Vegas... Things will happen there that you just can't take back. So you were telling us just a second ago that you have a trip plan that your father planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's paying for the whole thing, right? And it's going to ruin your family. It's oh, going to set the it's going to set the bar so high it'll ruin your family. Because God love my father, he wants to travel so badly. He's had so many. My mother's health issues. He literally's had to cancel like four trips in the past well, year. And your dad worked hard his entire life, right? To have this kind of life. And it's it's really hard sometimes to get, you know, my family, my brother's family, his family to figure it all out. When does it work for everyone with all jobs and everything? So he just took the bull by the horns and just set us up with a trip. Right. Literally called me, said the plane, I just booked your plane tickets. I looked at Airfare, my- Airfare, hotel looked, stay. I just pulled up my Delta app, boom. Sure enough, I have tickets. And uh, it, great. He is booked at like some- house resort in the Dominican Republic and it has and I'm trying to think of the best words for it just be honest let's just say a staff Mm -hmm. it has a butler it has a cook it has a chef and all this stuff and it has like a pool boy and everything and so my wife's reading down this list yeah that pool boy your wife will enjoy that good (laughs) take something off my plate right (laughs) and so when my children find out that they have a butler, they start to ask what goes into buttling, whatever right. you call. Serving, maybe, would be a better term. I think buttling is the correct term. I don't think so. I think that's what your wife's going to do with that pool boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, well, if you were hungry, you know, the chef makes you food and things like that. And so Everett starts running down. Well, so I'm not going to have to do any chores. Well, you, you, we're still going to make you. Why? I'll have a servant. I'm like, no, he's ruined. That's it. That's it. We're not using the word servant. I'm a little uncomfortable (laughs) with the word servant. Jeeves. You know, it's just, it's one of these things of like, well, what do we get to do? And I'm trying not to set my kids up for this idea that they are going to be waited on hand and foot. Right. But it kind of sounds, you know, like the house has a pool and everything. If you want drinks, they'll make you drinks and all this stuff. And I don't know, man. I'm a little uncomfortable with it because, look, I love my children. Right. But once they get any sort of... Well, they're getting a taste of the good life. And now, let me ask they you... They need to keep that bar low. I, I, and I honestly mean this. When did your dad start having money? Like, were you still young or were you older? Probably when I was in, like, high school and stuff. Okay, that's when he started crushing it. Yeah, when he really started to kind of take off with his career and things. So, like, I never, like, I didn't get, like, a car when I turned 16. A lot of the kids I went to high school with got brand new cars when they turned 16 and things like that. So, I I wasn't really given anything, which is fine. Right. You got to go earn it. Self-made. But the flip side of it, like, my dad... Love spoiling my kids. Right. That's awesome, dude. No, it's not. No, let him. Let them them get a taste of the good life. Because then, you know what? It obviously skipped a generation. But then when your kids are coming up, they're going to crush it. But here's the deal. Like, my son, when we were cleaning up his room, almost threw away a dollar bill because it was ripped. (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. We don't got it like that. I don't know where oh. you're getting this mentality of we've got it like this. Oh, that's hilarious. But my dad has said, like, he 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 wants, and I know that's like a grandparent thing, and I love that aspect Heck for yeah. him. And I want him to be. So, like, when we go on this trip, it's going to be, I'm going to have to almost be a guardrail here of making sure my dad doesn't go too far with the kids. Right. Because he he loves to do it, and I don't know, man. I, I I honestly between us, like here, I don't like the idea of a uh, butler. Yeah, it's gonna be weird, man. But they uh, you have to imagine down in the Dominican Republic. That's probably a really good job. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you're putting you're putting American eyes on it. But I I don't know. But I, to me, I, I don't want someone to go make me food. I make my I I I enjoy cooking. I like doing that stuff. Ballpark for me. How much you think your dad's dropping on this trip? I have just, no just idea. ballpark it for I me. literally have no clue. I seriously, I have no idea. Like the flights, we didn't have any sort of say in any of this. He just booked it all and said, "All right, here we go." Now we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have a great time. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm excited Dude, it's gonna about be amazing. It. But I. <laughs> but your children will be ruined from this point on. Oh, without a doubt, especially when we get home and right. You know, <laughs> hey, clean up your room. They're like, Diego, no. Diego didn't come home with us. <laughs> Unless my wife brings that pool boy home. She may. Dude, you got... <laughs> Diego? <laughs> he just comes out of my closet. Dang. Diego? Did we get a pool? Hola. Yeah. Viva la Mexico. Andrew's like, yeah, I brought something back, too. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Good for you, babe. Oh, that's good, man. I, congratulations. Congratulations to your family. My family will never experience anything like that. Not so that's true. Cool. When? You don't know. What? All my parents are going to leave, or all my mom's going to leave us with is debt. Well, maybe my dad will take you along with one of these trips. <laughs> that would be awesome. That yeah. would be so cool. Think Kelly would like to come? <laughs> sure. By himself, though. Bring him along. I want to come by myself. Hey, I got a quick story for you. I want to. Ch- I want to check something with you real quick. Okay. This is on the opposite end, 100% of the story you just told. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I'm leaving Walmart, and I gave myself exact right time to drop my kids off at play rehearsal, go home, get some work done, hit Walmart, get back to play rehearsal to pick them up, right? For some reason now, every time I'm leaving Walmart, it's backed up with people getting their receipts checked. That's BS. And Yesterday, I just and normally I play. You know me. I'm a I'm a habitual rule follower. Mm-hmm. I don't like to buck the system. If there's a rule, I enjoy following it. Yesterday, I just didn't have time. So I, there was like six people in front of me waiting to get their bags checked. I just blasted right through. And I got to tell you, it felt amazing. I literally felt like I was sticking it to the man yesterday because I'm like, why? Why am I being treated like a criminal leaving the Walmart? If you trust me enough. To check myself out. Right. Then why are you checking me when... And you know who I really feel bad for? Who's that? The person that you're making stop everybody at the front door. Right. Who is then getting dumped on by every single person leaving. Like, instead... Put that person on a register and let them go ahead and check people out. What you just spoke Bibles full of truth? I, I just, I, I, it's unfair to that employee. It's yeah. unfair to your customers. And the only reason you're doing it as a company is because you don't want to pay 10 people to check 10 people out. Right. Instead, you want to have one person check 10 receipts on the way out and make everyone else feel bad. And that right. sucks and for make, everybody. Make me feel like a criminal as I'm leaving. Like I'm going to steal a bar of soap. It sucks for everybody, man. So I really felt like I was taking a stand, not just for myself, but for the people of this world yesterday. As I was like, 
I'm not waiting in this stupid line. If you want to tackle me outside, then tackle me outside. And I've said it before, and I am 100% okay with this, and I know I will probably get upset somebody, but if I'm checking myself out and it doesn't ring up twice, I'm just taking it. Right. You haven't been trained on that machine. Right. I didn't get the training on this machine because this isn't my job. You don't know who to call for a price check. And if you're going to put me in charge of ringing my... Now, I'm not stealing things. No. But if I try to pay for something twice or it comes up with like incorrect barcode... I'm not running back and doing a price check on myself. Now, see that I wouldn't do though. That I would be. I would c- contact a little attendant there and be like, "Hey, this thing isn't ringing up." I mean, like, no, I give it two, and I go. And if it goes through twice and it doesn't, uh, fine, boom. I don't care. I and you guess what? You don't want me doing that. Pay someone to come over here and check me. I'm I'm willing to pay for it, but I'm not going to stand here for an hour and a half and like key items in on its own. Right. The hell with this. That's that was the problem that I had yesterday. I was just like, all right, it's bad enough you you've made me an honorary employee mm-hmm. and I'm ringing my own stuff up. I'm not going to ring it up and then wait in line to be treated like a criminal. Yeah. I was just like to hell with this. I'm getting out of here. So I blew past everybody and I think I started a trend. I think I saw other people being like it's almost as if the veil had been lifted like, hey, we don't have to do this. And uh, like Beck texted in totally agree with you. I, I and that's the, my biggest what? thing is, is I feel terrible for whoever its job it is there Me too. to stand there. And because you know, the last thing they want to do is stop every single person, say, Come, okay, I see your receipt, go through, check, and like, all right, you know, and all right, there you go. I, to me, it sucks top to bottom. One time I got stopped leaving uh, Sam's Club. Right. And like one thing, I thought I had rung it up and it didn't. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll go back and pay. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to steal anything, but. Well, Guess I, what? I don't know how to do this. Then I started thinking, by law, do I have to stop? Like, by it's a, maybe a store policy, but it ain't a law. I mean, and I don't want to again. I don't want to make that person feel bad. If, it, if there would have been no one there, I'd be like, here, I bought a bar of soap. Here's my receipt. Right. Whatever. But I just didn't have time, and I, I felt like I was liberated. I was like, I may never do this again. If there's people in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, if the person's like, hey, stop, sir, then I'm going to do it because I'm not going to make them feel bad. Oh, way to go. <laughs> but there's a couple. <laughs> way to buck the system until you can say, hey. Well, no, but if there's people in front of me, I'm just going to blow past. Yeah. You have no right to check my stuff. I, especially, in the, they'll even still check your stuff because they don't know who went through the self-register or right. went through the register itself. And that's the other frustrating thing. If I go, because honestly... Nine times out of ten, I'm going to go to a register. I don't like the self-checkout. I don't either. I hate self-checkout. I'll go to the register, and even then, if I go through the register, they're still stopping me on my way out. And that kind of sucks, too. Like, what what are you doing? Just go ahead and throw everybody on a register, and let's be done with this. Let's go old school again, man. I know it sounds like a crotchety old man thing, but to me, I'm like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. To me, one of the worst inventions of the 21st century was the self-checkout. It just took it took the humanity out of the store. You used to know your cashiers at the store, right? They would give you the old question of, did you find everything you're looking for? Right, and just like, hey, how are the kids? You know, like, do yeah. kids want a lollipop? Those types of things. That's good stuff. Yeah, let's kick it old school. My kids do look forward to getting that stuff when we go to the grocery store. Yeah, my kids like it when we go to the liquor store, and they always give them a lollipop. I'm like, you know why they're doing that? To brainwash you to come back here when you turn 21. Oh, boppity boop. Yeah, <laughs> make you love the liquor store as much as dad does. But I'm saying, if we all get the idea of, hey, I tried to ring it up twice, and it didn't go through, that's my deal. 
Maybe they would stop doing so many of them. Look, I'm just saying, I took a stand for humanity yesterday, and it felt good. Uh, Dustin texts in, loss prevention can only stop you if they have reasonable suspicion. Otherwise, keep moving. You were 100% in the right. Uh, Becca, no, you don't have to stop. They have to prove you stole. Uh, you won't stop you until you get outside. If you look mad enough and mean enough, they let you walk right through. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do Again, I'm not, do, I'm not trying to do that. Right now, since we have the video on, give me your biggest baddest mean face i don't have one just try <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll make for good yeah. video later you don't have a you don't even have a, a remote angry. i'm sure i have a scowl oh it, get the eyebrows going there a little bit yeah, that's more I, concerned but i don't ever throw someone a mean look i, I don't ever do it especially no. an employee i'm just like hey yeah no i feel terrible about the like i said that's who i feel the worst for is oh man do i really have to stand at the door and check people's bags like that's right. got to be the lowest rung because the door Greeter at Walmart used to be a elderly person. Right. Just, hey, how's it going? And some of you look forward to seeing, and then you tasked him with the job of being really the heavy in all this. That sucks, man. Yeah, it does. Well, anyway, I took a stand yesterday, just mm. so you know. So everybody, feel free to do it today. Uh, I'm going to leave names out of this one. If my little sister does self-checkout, she takes one item as her payment for working. <laughs> <laughs> That's theft. That's a BOGO. Well, Buy one, get one. But again, what are you doing? I'm just saying. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's do some history, man. I should have kept that story. That went on way too long. I apologize. Nonsense. Speak of truth, man. Truth to power. Uh, it was in 1901. The first major discovery of oil in Texas was made at Spindletop. Now, I would have thought that would have been back in the 1800s. That was gold back then. Black That's gold, Texas tea. No, gold in the 1800s. Oh. The yeah, well, they, anyway, they found they found oil in Texas, and that worked out pretty good for them down there. For everybody. Not much oil down in Texas anymore, I don't think, but... Oh, I'm sure they're... Well, then you go all the way up, like North Dakota, of course, you know, with the oil fields right. out there and stuff like that. By the way, can we acknowledge how much this song slaps? It's a jam. It's like a Ricky Skaggs song. Well, I tell you what, there is a thin line with the banjo. Yeah. From annoying to being pretty B.A. Of Monsters and Men. Or what was the group? Mumford and Sons. They really brought the banjo back there for a little while in the, mm. like, 2010 around yeah, there. Yeah, early then. Uh, and then in 1999, <laughs> The Sopranos mm. aired its pilot episode on HBO. Changing TV forever, man. I remember that. And uh, I started watching with my dad, and I was like, oh, let's give this a shot. Yeah. And, oh, man, just so good. I still will go on, like, YouTube and just watch, like, Sopranos best moments or funniest moments from the Sopranos or whatever. Like, it just, it's it stands up. Well, and the show was so good. Like, there are just episodes that are just nothing but set up yeah. for stuff that will come later. Yep. And it's just, man, that was a tough 50 minutes to get through. But sure was, man. the show was so good. And James Gandolfini, you want to talk about a guy who just hit a roll. Now, here's a little Sopranos fact. Come on. The, early on, there's a scene where he's out at the pool wearing shorts. Right. Oh, yeah. I know this one. Now, in, Carmine was the boss at the time. And he said, you know, nobody wears shorts. That's because somebody saw the episode who was in the mafia yes. and told Tony Soprano or James Gandolfini, Hey, Dons don't wear shorts. Right. Like, if you're going to be a, a boss in the family, you don't. Paulie Walnuts, of course, on the show, was actually in the mafia. Right. And was kind of like a sounding board for all this stuff. That's why it is, 
if you add, you know, you see like mafia people that give interviews and things like that to say like The Sopranos was so close to what it really truly is mm-hmm. because they had people that were in the mafia that gave like feedback on the show. Yeah. And a lot of them really appreciated what the show was. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's why it makes it one of the best shows of all oh, time. Oh, man. Just unparalleled by anything. And then uh, finally on this day, kind of a sad note 2016. <laughs> David Bowie died on this day in 2017. All the way back in 2017. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Modern Love. Yeah, 2016, David Bowie passed 2016 away. or 17? 2016 Okay, is what this says right here. Okay. So I don't know. I didn't do any fact-checking on it. I didn't think I had to. No, I thought you said 2017. So. Uh, no, and then uh, I only got one birthday for you today. Oh! What? Come on. It's my baby boy's birthday. Okay. So, well, that was, that's up to you to bring that up. Okay, I will. But first... Had a busy day? My lean, mean, fat-reducing grilling machine is great to come home to. It lets you prepare hot, delicious meals in just minutes. George Foreman. It's his birthday today. Now, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm 95% sure he made more money from his grills than he ever did boxing. Oh, hell yeah. Now, the rumor has that that was supposed to go to Hulk Hogan. And he the, turned it down? The, no, that he like his agent didn't put through the... Through the call or whatever, thought it'd be bad for his image. Ooh! So he got the Hulk Hogan shake maker, and George Foreman got the grill. I still have a Foreman in my house today, dude. How many bachelors would have gone hungry without the George Foreman grill? It's. I'm telling you, it cooks a burger fantastic. I don't think I ever used my oven from like 21 to 35. It was just George Foreman chicken thighs on the George Foreman grill. Here's the deal: How do you make a grilled cheese without a Foreman? Use a pan. That's disgusting. No, it's not. Oh, it's got to be terrible. No, it's no. Or a panini press, which is pretty much the same thing. Or a quesadilla. Come on, you, man. You don't make a quesadilla in a George Foreman. The grill. hell you Dude, don't. You're, you're mistaken on that one. You need to try it. No, you're mistaken on that one. I weighed 500 pounds. What's your cred <laughs> when it comes to food eating? <laughs> is there any device you didn't use to cook something? <laughs> Take a knee, my friend, on this one. You are the master, sir. You are the master. Foreman, he's got to be like 74. Ah, you're right on the nose with that one. Hey, now. And your son, do you know how old he is? Happy birthday to my baby boy, nine years old today. Um, but your kids are now the same age my kids were when we moved up here, mm. which is crazy for me to think because I felt like they were so old at the time. My dad found out he was a grandfather through the radio because it happened overnight, and my wife and I went to the hospital. I called work, said, hey, I'm not coming in today because obviously... Got this going on. Yeah. Didn't want to call my parents in the middle of the night. And my dad got up, was getting in this car, listening to work. And they made an announcement like, hey, by the way, Matt Wood. That's pretty his cool. son. Do you have that tape somewhere? I should have grabbed it, but I don't think I do. That's a bummer. Ah, we gonna, happy birthday, do. Deacon. Hey, you got to turn the page. Good All kid. right. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.